Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. If you make one of the worst trades in NFL history and nobody gets upset, was it really a bad trade? This is Greeny on ESPN <laughs> Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris, we've been talking about Trey Lance being traded from the 49ers to the Cowboys for a fourth-round pick. And the one thing I'm having the hardest time getting over is why is there no smoke for John Lynch? This team traded three first-round picks and a third. I'm not going to leave out the third because the third is a high pick too. Three first-rounders and a third for a guy who ultimately was your third-string quarterback and you only got a fourth in return. Are you saying that's the thing that hurts you the most? That's what hurts me the most. <laughs> that is what hurts me the most. Right the thing there. that hurts me the most is that John Lynch is not getting any smoke at all <laughs> for this trade, Chris. Yeah, but here's the thing. John Lynch is working at the behest of Kyle Shanahan. Remember, Kyle is the one that has control over the final 53 uh, in San Francisco. It's one of the few organizations where the head coach has final say over the roster. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. this is not just a John Lynch decision. This is also a Kyle Shanahan decision. But what saves Kyle is that he had a guy that was the last pick in last year's draft step in and operate the offense to a T and quarterback this team to a conference championship, which makes three conference championship game appearances for the 49ers over the last four years. So when you've had that ability to have sustained success despite all of the issues that you've dealt with at quarterback, you're going to get yourself a little extra leash in the eyes of ownership. Now, it could come to a point if the 49ers get out to a slow start or if they flop this upcoming season and potentially don't get into the playoffs or have an early exit where they might have to shoot a hostage. But it ain't going to be Kyle Shanahan losing his job. It's going to be John Lynch. So I don't think it's a scenario where them missing on Trey Lance is going to cost any of the brain trust of the 49ers you know, their, their jobs. But I do think it's going to invite a different level of scrutiny on Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy this upcoming season. I, I'm in Cleveland. I cover the Browns. So I know bad draft moves when I see them right now. In the last <laughs> few years, the Browns have been fine. But you that draft John- was in Cleveland too, right? The Trey Lance draft was in Cleveland. I guess that explains it. right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that explains it. You know, Johnny Manziel, Justin Gilbert, like I've seen some bad moves and nine times out of ten – Somebody got to go. You know, when it, when you make a move like this, usually there is a fall guy, for lack of a better term. And when you think of the assets that were given up to the Dolphins, and I believe the Dolphins flipped those for Tariq Hill and you know, some other players. You know, yeah, Jalen Waddle, Tariq Hill, and Bradley Chubb. <laughs> all of those guys good saying. at football. Right. All of those you, guys good at football. And you could have got all those guys and Brock Purdy. So the fact that you blew all those assets blows my mind that everybody's just like moving on. You know, that nobody's talking about it. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up, E.G., because there's an argument to be made now that the opportunity cost is what kept the 49ers from getting over the hump and actually winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I get it. You were you had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter against the Kansas City Chiefs, and then Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill happened. But if you were able to take all of those assets and use them toward improving your football team and building around the incumbent Jimmy G and having a guy like Brock Purdy as the backup, you could make the case that this team would have been better positioned over the last couple of years to win a title. 
but you can't cry over spilled milk, and that obviously is a, hy- a sports hypothetical that we'll never mm-hmm. be able to prove. I guess my only point in looking at it is, is that opportunity cost going to be the thing that keeps San Francisco from being able to win a title in this window with this core of players? And that has yet to be determined. But if this team gets off to a slow start or Brock Purdy isn't what we think he is, then the noise on that conversation is going to get louder and louder and louder. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Let's hear from Bill Barnwell, the Bill Barnwell Show podcast. Um, he was on Greeny and talked about there's a lot of pressure on Shanahan and Lynch. They trade up for last, give up an enormous halt to do it, three first-round picks in a deal where the Dolphins end up with Jalen Waddell, the Eagles end up with Devontae Smith, and the Cowboys, who drafted at 12 where the Niners had been, end up with Micah Parsons. The fact that they've been good helps them escape scrutiny to some extent because, you know, the franchise hasn't set back a decade by this trade. I, I understand why they're not getting the same criticism that you would if you, you know, for the Herschel Walker trade or something. You can understand why they made the deal, but it almost hurts more because they were so close, and now you don't know if they're ever going to get back yeah I think Shanahan probably has the coolest seat of anybody um because again he's coached the team to uh you know deep in the playoffs regardless of who the quarterback has been but you know Brock Purdy the heat might be on him because if he doesn't go out and perform like he did last year it's gonna make everybody look bad yeah that's true but I think this is also indicative of where we are when it comes to the economics of the position in the sport, right? When it comes to quarterbacks coming into the league under the new, I say new, but it was 20, this happened a while ago, the the new wage scale that was implemented in 2011. Rookies don't come in making $80 million in guarantees on their contract. You know, Mm -hmm. long gone are the days of Sam Sam Bradford and Matt Stafford and all those guys. And so when a franchise misses on a guy that's a first-round pick at that spot, you'll see them quickly pivot uh, or transition to another option. And that's what's happening right now. It's not cost prohibitive in terms of cap dollars to move off of Trey Lance. And I think this is um, also one of those things that we have to keep in mind when franchises make the decision to play a quarterback sooner rather than later. Because if we do miss on the guy, we'd rather know sooner rather than later so we Mm -hmm. can make a decision and, and, and get somebody in that could essentially be um, our, our face of the franchise. Think about what's going on right now in the, in the NFL. You've got all three quarterbacks taken in the top five of this year's draft starting week one. Yeah. So these guys in a week and a half are going to be under center for those respective teams. Like teams are looking at it saying, hey, we're drafting this guy. We're going to play him. If he ends up being our guy, great. If he's not, we can pivot and find another player. And I think so. I think San Francisco is the example that a lot of people will hold up as as to why you would want to play a guy sooner rather than later. You know, you would play him mm-hmm. because you find out more information about him, but you also play him in Trey Lance's case because that's really the only way he's going to get better at football. Yeah, and being you know with Trey Lance being third string on anybody's roster is not going to help him get better at football. You know, the third string quarterback don't get a ton of reps. You know, they do a lot of standing and watching. You know, they warm up the arm and, you know, individual drills and whatnot. But that's the – it's been such a lateral move for Trey Lance. He's a guy that needs to play, but he went to a place where he's not going to play. And I just don't see how that helps him. Yeah, I mean, the injury that he suffered at the beginning of last year was just devastating for his career, right? 
He showed mm-hmm. glimpses during his rookie year. We saw the arm talent. He uncorked some some beautiful passes. I think he played against the Texans in the regular season in his rookie year, played well, or at least well enough where you could see some of the natural physical gifts. Yeah. But you, you got to be out there. And the fact that he wasn't out there last year, I think it set him back, especially given how much of his you know high-level football career he missed. Remember, his last year at North Dakota State, the guy only played in one game. It was a showcase game because of a COVID-shortened season. So mm-hmm. not a lot of football from Trey Lance over the last three or four years. And you're, you're seeing that now to, to his detriment uh, to the point where he couldn't win the backup quarterback job over Sam Donald in San Francisco. So you got to have a guy out there to play, out there playing. But I think it does make it a curious move for the Dallas Cowboys, given that Jerry Jones doesn't see a role for Trey Lance in 2023. So I, I just – from from the 49ers standpoint, they made the right decision in moving off of Trey Lance mm-hmm. because you don't need that distraction with a young quarterback going into his first full season as the starter in Brock Purdy. Um, but but if you're you know but if you're the team, you recognize we got to do right by the chemistry in our locker room and we got to get what we can get for Trey Lance because it was a big swing and a big miss by our front office in using the draft capital that we did in order to get him. Yeah, it was the right move to move on uh, from him. I agree with that a thousand percent because they're not, they're too good to see what they got, right? To, hey, let's throw this guy out there. Let's see what we have in him. They're way too good for that. Like, that defense is amazing. They're good enough to go to the Super Bowl almost regardless of who's at quarterback. Um, so like that's I've always said they're about as quarterback-proof as you could be. You know, Kyle Shanahan's like, huh, who? Yeah, just give them to me. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. That's also another reason why I'm, I'm confused as to why he couldn't do that with Trey Lance because he seemed to get the best. I, I remember, again, to bring it back in, in Cleveland with um, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, Brian Hoyer had the best season of his life in Cleveland with uh with Kyle Shanahan, and I just I, I don't understand why he wasn't able to get that out of Trey Lance. Yeah, if Kyle Shanahan can't fix Trey Lance, then I don't have a lot of confidence that Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer is going to do that. In yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. But again, I, I think the Trey Lance of it all is fascinating because it has implications beyond this upcoming season for the Cowboys and with Dak Prescott. Again, I don't think that the Cowboys are viewing Trey Lance in any way, shape, or form as the guy that's going to be the heir apparent if Dak proves not to be their franchise quarterback. What I do think is Trey Lance represents an option for a quarterback bridge to whatever's next after Dak Prescott if Dak flops this upcoming season and or wants more money than the Cowboys are willing to pay. So I think those are the things that folks have to keep in mind. Dak is under contract in Dallas for another year. 2024 is his final year. He's got a $60 million cap hit. I think you and I both, Emmett, agree that Dak will never play on a $60 million cap hit. It's just not going to happen. So either the Cowboys are going to give him a brand-new contract extension or they're going to trade him. If they do, in fact, decide they're going to move on from Dak Prescott, they are going to get a haul for that guy, and they're going to be able to use – that combination of picks to bring in another younger option at the position, and Trey Lance can be the bridge until that guy is ready. I think that's how Jerry Jones has to be viewing this. Anything other than that would be franchise malpractice. 
He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, and Greeny is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Coming up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you. Is Jerry Jones preparing for life after Dak Prescott? Should he have let Dak and, and McCarthy know about the trade ahead of time? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. I was impacted. It didn't cross my mind, period, about an impact here regarding Dak. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, you've been in this league eight years, been on this team. It's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. I tell Dak Prescott that, look, we like you, we love you, we think you're good at what you do, but we got somebody who might replace you one day. And if he does, we won't be paying him $50 million a year like we're going to probably have to pay you. Is Jerry Jones preparing for life after Dak Prescott? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. 1-888-729-3776. That's 1-888-SAY-ESPN. We want to hear from you. Is Jerry Jones preparing for life after Dak Prescott? And should he have given Dak and McCarthy a little bit of a heads up? Let's go to Texas and talk to Carlos. Carlos, what you think? Oh man, no, this isn't nothing like that. This is a, a straight. He's a showman. He's a showman. He knows how to show off and get people talking about him. And we're doing that right now. We're since he traded for him, we've been doing nothing but talking about Dak and Cowboys and what's going on over there. He's just he traded a fourth round pick for a first round pick. You get it? You get him good. You get him right. You might get a second round pick, or who knows? Maybe even a first round pick. Something crazy happens. But hey, no, hey. 
Carlos, we appreciate the call. That's a hell of a price to pay to just get people to talk about you. You know, I'm not giving up a fourth-round pick just so I could be the lead on Greeny. No no offense. You know what I'm saying? No offense yeah, at all. Yeah, fourth-round pick is way too valuable, man. That, that guy yeah. can turn up to a core player. Remember, Dak Prescott, once upon a time, was a fourth-round pick. I was a fourth-round pick for the Dallas Cowboys in 2005 and played 11 years in the NFL. So fourth-round picks have a lot of value right. in NFL circles. And, and I, you just don't throw those away for a guy that you don't have any plan for. Now, to, to Los's latter point, I, I don't think anybody's going to give you anything more than that until they see Trey Lance do something of consequence on the field. And in order for that to happen, Dak Prescott is going to have to be unavailable, either due to injury or because the Cowboys decide to move on from this up after up this upcoming season. So again, I don't I don't see a world in which Trey Lance is is a player that the Cowboys are going to flip for for something more. I think this is somewhat of a built-in hedge for Jerry Jones against the downside of Dak Prescott potentially flopping again in the postseason or wanting more money that he's willing to pay when in their contract negotiations. Keep in mind. Dak Prescott, when he was asked about the Trey Lance trade over the weekend, was the one that said he's going to keep negotiations behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. That was his words. In, in talking about what's going on with, 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 with the whole scenario and the Cowboys trading for Trey Lance. So it's on his mind. And, and I don't know that it's, it's a huge deal in terms of impact and negotiations, but the fact that it's on his mind says something too. Yeah, it, Chris, you know what hurts me the most? Is that we're that we're talking about a third string quarterback more than we're talking about the fastest man in the country or in the world, right? In the, the world. The thing that hurts one, me the most. One eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Let's go to North Carolina and bring in Mordecai. Mordecai, you got something on Noah Lyles for us? Yeah, hey guys, how you doing? Uh, Chris Canty, by the way, uh, congratulations. Looking forward to hearing you uh, in the early morning. And of course, Emmett, uh, you're, you're amazing uh, throughout the platforms that you, you. Uh, speak on. I really enjoy you. But Appreciate in terms of Noah Lyles, um, yeah, I kind of feel bad for the fact that people seem to be piling on him right now. I think what he said could have probably been said a little bit more effectively. Us folks, I do a little bit of work in track and field, and the only thing that we ask for in the the world of track and field is that we just get a little bit of respect. Maybe we get a little bit of coverage on these platforms that uh, that cover um, the other the other sports. So uh, I, I think that's where Noah Lyles was heading. I don't think he was trying to be disrespectful to the NBA players. Uh, nothing of the sort. Hey, we appreciate the call. I'm I'm there. I can dig that. You know, had he sat down and, and gone, hey, it'd be great if we got a little more respect. You got some of the greatest athletes on earth performing at the world championships. And it is, I would listen to that. And I go, you're right. It, the delivery, Chris, and you know this, you got to deliver a message a certain way. When you go after the NBA, which is no doubt the best basketball league in the world, that's when it becomes comical. No doubt. And here's the thing. When we do these shows on these platforms, we just play the hits. We're talking right. about the things that everybody wants to hear about. Mm-hmm. So the, the fact that we don't cover track and field more is just a byproduct of how society views the sports as a whole. Not that we don't have an appreciation for it, but right. people find you know football, basketball more interesting. And that's why we talk about those sports the most. Now, as far as what Noah Lyles is doing – 
Yeah, I, I get it. Like, this is a guy trying to drum up some interest and build toward the 2024 summer games, and he realizes he can do it on the back of the NBA platform by taking a shot at the NBA players as a whole and saying that they're not really world champions because they don't compete against the world. Like, I get it. For Lowell Isles, it makes all the sense in the world, even though the rationale is nonsensical because the best players in the world play in the NBA. But what he's doing is drawing attention to himself and hopefully being able to monetize that because we know the window of time that he has to capitalize on his athletic ability is a lot shorter than football players, basketball players, or any other major professional team sports. All right, let's go to New Orleans and talk to Josh, Josh dropped. All right, my fault. I was going to say we had somebody that was calling NBA players soft, which, I, you know, I don't know. Who knows? You know, it's, it's, it's not the toughest game in the world, but <laughs> I'm not calling anybody soft. You know, I'm, I, Emmett didn't call anybody soft. Just want to make sure everybody know that before NBA players start tweeting at me or I have to see somebody at the arena uh, here in Cleveland. one uh, 888 We're talking Cowboys in the Trey Lance move. Let's go to Atlanta and talk to Maurice. Hey, how you guys doing this morning? Great, man. What's up? Good. Yeah, you know, I haven't been a Dallas Cowboy fan since Billy Thomas back in the 70s. But, you know, Trey Lance would have been a top 10 pick anyway. So I think that was a really good pick for Dallas Cowboys. I think they could really work with him. And also, Jerry Jones, we all know how he is. He's not going to discuss everything with his staff first. He's going to let the public know and make it a big argument. Thanks for letting me share. All right, we appreciate it. We appreciate the uh, the call. And it's we may never see Trey Lance play in a game for the Cowboys. Like that's it's actually more likely than not. Yeah, you know that's real. That, that, that's real. We might not ever see him play in a game, especially a regular season game for the Cowboys. Now, could he be around next year for the preseason? It's possible. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, just in talking about this decision, you do realize like there there's a there's there is a huge cap implication for this decision because now you're talking about Trey Lance you know having a cap hit of what five and a half million dollars in 2024 Mm -hmm. for the Cowboys five and a half million dollars that's not nothing so I mean you know as far as backup quarterbacks goes that's that's a pretty significant cap hit and for a guy that is your third string guy it it just doesn't seem like that makes a whole lot of sense so there's there's going to be some kind of plan for Trey Lance I don't know if it's for him to grow into being your second-string quarterback and eventually moving off of Cooper Rush. Um, but but it seems like there is a long-term plan for Trey Lance, but what happens with him could be impacted by how things go with Dak Prescott in 2023. There's only one way to end this segment. That's by going to Mississippi and talk to uh, Creech. wants to tell us what hurts him the most. Well, I tell you what hurts me the most, y'all, is in the Miss Universe pageant, no Martian has ever won, and that really hurts me the most. <laughs> the thing that hurts That's me great. the most. That's great. That's right. great. Right. Right. How are you going to be Miss That's Universe? Great. Ain't nobody That's from great. Mars competing, right? You know? <laughs> Miss <laughs> Universe of what? Right. <laughs> oh, That's shut great. it down. Shut it down That's right great. there. That's the best word. That's a mic drop moment from Creature Mississippi, man. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo to 
Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. What hurts some people the most doesn't do the trick for others, but we want to know what hurts you the most. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 1-888-729-3776. We want to know what hurts you the most. And you're like, where did this come from? Well, U.S. Sprinter Noah Lyles said this is what hurts him the most. The thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? Don't get me wrong. I love the U.S. at times, but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on they flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> and I'll disagree. We There's state <laughs> flags. There's city flags. There's a lot of flags in the NBA. But that is what hurts Noah Lyles the most. So we want to know what hurts you the most. <laughs> Evan, when I heard the clip again, man, I thought about the movie Friday After Next when mm-hmm. Mike Epps is telling Ice Cube, top flight security of oh, the, the world, world Craig. Craig. The right. world. <laughs> It gets better every single time that I hear it. So, yes. of course, you know, we got to turn this into a feature, right? We have to yeah, turn absolutely. this into a segment. What hurts me the most? And the you know thing what that hurts me with? the most? Yeah, what hurts <laughs> me the most 
is that we talk about Taylor Swift and how her concerts across the globe are generating so much money, and yet we don't give Beyonce her flowers in that regard. Now, you know why this hurts me the most? It's because my wife is a huge Beyonce fan. She's a part mm-hmm. of the Beehive, and when the World Street World, uh, excuse me, in the Wall Street Journal does a write-up calling it Taylornomics and saying that her concert can generate upwards of five billion dollars in revenue globally, but yet Beyonce is on pace to outsell her from the ticket standpoint when her tour ends in October. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things that hurts me the most. You know what else hurts me the most? What else hurts you the most? That my New York Yankees are 19 games back in the AL East (laughs) and 11 games back for the last wild card with about a month of baseball to go. They're the only team in our division that has a losing record. And this wasn't a year where anybody thought the Boston Red Sox were going to do anything, and yet Mm -hmm. the Red Sox are clear of us by, what, six or seven games? It's absolutely ridiculous. And what hurts me the most about that is – Mm-hmm. Brian Cashman will likely be back again next year. So the guy yeah. that put his team together that made us old, slow, not athletic overnight, a team that can't hit overnight is going to be back to put it all together again in 2024. You know what hurts me the most, Emmett? What hurts you the most, Chris? It hurts me the most that Yellowstone hasn't set a date for the second part of season five. <laughs> and I've been waiting for it for a while now, and I don't know right. when it's going to come back. Like, I, I'm a big fan of the Duttons, John Dutton and all the whole family. All cra- they crazy as hell, but I love the show. It's got a lot of drama in it. It's kind of like a soap opera that's oh, set in a okay. Western. I love, I love Yellowstone. I love the TV show. It's a great show, and it hurts me the most that I don't know when one of my favorite shows is coming back. Emmett, you know what hurts me the most? What hurts you Speaking the most, of TV Chris? shows that hurt me the most, it hurts me the most that Franklin Saint was left down bad in the series finale of Snowfall. I mm. mean, I, I, just, I just thought that Franklin Saint, smart guy, would find a way to be better, and he was just down bad at the end of the series finale with Kendrick Lamar pay, playing in the background. You know what hurts me the most, Emmett? What hurts you the most, Chris? It hurts me the most that as a fan of the New York Giants, they decided to pay Daniel Jones $40 million a year and gave Saquon Barkley a one-year deal for essentially $10 bucks. And we all know the identity of the offense last year was Saquon Barkley. Those mm. are just some of the yeah. things, Emmett, that hurt me the most. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'll tell you what hurts me the most in just a second. But first, we got to go to Tennessee and talk to Jonathan. Jonathan, what hurts you the most? Hey, what hurts me the most is when I hear these usually other athletes or sport, uh, athletes in other sports talk about it's not the world championship. So tell me who's the best player in Slovenia. Tell me who's the best player in Germany, Australia. They're all in the NBA. Every yeah. one of those players from all over the world, best players in the world, come, you know, convene to have this league, and the champion is the champion of the world. It works in baseball. It might not work in football. Well, it probably works in football because nobody else is playing it to the level that we are. Right. But I just get sick of hearing that, especially for track athletes. Hey, the best players in the world are already here. If they were, if there was a better team somewhere else, they would be over here too. That's right. Thanks, the guys. last we appreciate it. the last five MVPs 
were born on foreign soil. So it is a world championship. Chris, you know what hurts me the most? What's that, Emmett? No matter how hard I try, I'm terrible at Madden. Man, I, <laughs> I threw four interceptions yesterday and just turned the game off. I like it. It hurts me to know I put so much time into Madden and I'm still terrible at it. That hurts me. <laughs> but but you know what hurts me the most? <laughs> I think I'm a cool dad, right? Like I got you know my son oldest is 20, my youngest is 17. Think I have a great relationship. But you know what hurts me the most? They What's recently that? blocked me on TikTok. <laughs> what? They blocked, yeah, they blocked me on TikTok. One day I was sitting there and I, I went to go to my, my son's page, right? I was like, oh, let me see if he's posted anything. They had like a photo shoot. He plays football. And it wouldn't come up. And I said, hold on. I ain't the smartest man in the world. But I think that means my son blocked me. So I went to my other son's page. Same thing. It's a cold world, Chris. It's a cold world. It's My a sons cold have blocked world. me on Twitter. It's and a it cold hurts me. world, Emmett. That, that's cold. You know one of the things that hurts me the most, bringing it back to sports? What's that? That Mike Tomlin has been coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers for 16 years, mm. has never had a record below 500, and yet we don't talk about him routinely as being one of the very best coaches in the National Football League. Yeah, that's that one of the hurts. things that hurts me the most. Yeah, it that does. one hurts. That hurts. That hurts. It for hurts sure. me the most. Yeah, you know what hurts me the most is that my team, the Cleveland Browns, blew a fourth round pick on a kicker. That's right. K. Last year <laughs> they drafted K. York. He went on to miss the most kicks in the NFL last year, and through the preseason, he's missed the most kicks again. And trust me, that hurts me the most <laughs> and that is what hurts us the most here on greenie on espn radio i'm emmett golden alongside chris canty the thing that hurts uh, me hold the on, most i got one more i got one okay, more one more you one know what shot. you know what hurts me the most what's that it hurts me the most is that every day when i turn on get up in the morning at eight o'clock mike greenberg is right there holding up that frame jersey of aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Every day, my 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 co-host Chris Carlin called him a totalitarian dictator when it comes to sports content going into football season because uh-huh. we know at the beginning of any show with Mike Greenberg, it's going to begin and end with the New York Jets. I get it. Jets fans are not used to nice things, and now you have a four-time MVP playing quarterback for you. But for God's sakes, man, can we at least acknowledge that there are 31 other teams that are out there that are vying to try to win a championship too? Can we talk about them sometimes as well? That's what hurts me the most. Chris, I'm not rooting for this to go bad in, in you know New York with the Jets, but if it does, I'll have a front row seat, brother. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be talk, talk about what hurts them the most. Yeah, what's right. gonna hurt Jets fans the most? <laughs> right. I'm not rooting for it to happen, but if it does, oh, I'll be sitting there with my popcorn and everything. I cannot wait to see that. I'm also really excited to see how these rookie quarterbacks perform. Three uh, quarterbacks taken in the top five. You got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, all named starters week one. Out of the three, who are you expecting to have the best season? I'm going to say Bryce Young just because he has the best defense of the lot supporting him. But I'll say this, though, man. That Carolina Panthers offensive line looked atrocious Mm -hmm. during the preseason. Iki Aquanu, the guy that they took with the top ten pick last year, 
has not lived up to expectations. Now, we'll see what happens when it matters for real if he flips the switch. But that offensive line as a whole has got to be better. Otherwise, Bryce Young ain't going to make it through the season. But I think he has the best chance in terms of being able to have a successful season through the lens of the team's wins and losses than those other two quarterbacks. I mean, Anthony Richardson with the Colts, I mean, they've got a decent defense, but not much around them on the offensive end, especially with the Jonathan Taylor situation. Mm -hmm. And do we need to go in depth about the Houston Texans with C.J. Stroud? Like what's understood ain't got to be said. I do think the Texans have a decent offensive line in front of them, but the Texans are a long ways off, and that's reflected in their odds against the Baltimore Ravens in week one of the regular season. They are the biggest dog in week one of the regular season. Care to take a stab at what the number is? Uh, Biggest dog. So it's got to be double digits, right? There you go. Uh, It's double digits. Wow. Ten? Yeah, it's 10 points. Oh, 10. The Whoa, line for the Ravens-Texans yeah. game is 10 points. That's a huge line. That's too. a for big people, number. Yeah, for that, people that, that – That's a big number. People that that's don't know about gambling. You, I mean, you're typically talking two, one, three, right? Like in lines. Yeah. Maybe a, a, seven. A, a, a solid favorite is seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. seven. Were you, were you a 10-point dog in week one? <laughs> it's going to be a long season, boss. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's how it's going to be for the Houston Texans. But I, I think that's what the expectation is for the stage of program building that they're at mm-hmm. with D'Amico Ryans. This is his first year as a head coach. He's never worn that hat before. First-year quarterback in C.J. Stroud was just in college a year ago. So, I mean, they're, they're going to take their lumps. But I think Bryce Young is positioned to have the most success in, week, uh, in, in year one mm-hmm. of his NFL career. I will say this, though. Anthony Richardson's physical gifts could be what ends up saving him in his rookie season mm-hmm. because That's this where- guy looks different when he's under center. Think about this. In that game that they had against the Eagles, granted it was against backups, but in the first half he led them on three scoring drives. I want to say scoring drives of 75 yards, 52 yards, and 39 yards. Mm-hmm. When your quarterback is able to operate the offense in that way and use his legs for second reaction plays – or to keep the chains moving by picking up first downs and running the football, that creates a completely different dynamic in terms of trying to game plan for him as for an opposing defense. So I will say this. I think Anthony Richardson's physical tools present more problems for defenses in year one than any of those other guys. Anthony Richardson was my choice strictly because I think he's built for it. I think he has the the physical tools, the size, the strength. Um, I think they can protect him. He might not have a lot of playmakers, but you know, I, I think the offensive line can protect him. See, uh, Bryce Young, I'm just scared to death that he he's gonna be at a, a podium one day. Like y'all know, what hurts me the most <laughs> that, that, that I'm sitting up here with my leg in the cast because they ain't protecting me. Uh, that's what hurts me the most. That's my like my concern with Bryce. He's obviously talented, um, but you got to protect these young guys, and I don't think Carolina can protect him. Uh, and I just think Richardson, if it if he does have breakdowns. He can handle a few kind of bumps and bruises. He's a bigger guy, so he's definitely built for the NFL game. Yeah, I think Richardson and C.J. Stroud, in terms of being able to take on the punishment that they're going to you know, have to as a quarterback, they're better suited for that because of their physical stature. Now, where Bryce does have an advantage over those other two guys is the person that he's going to have in a headset. Like, he's got Frank Wright, 
uh, mm-hmm. former quarterback, actually a former quarterback with the Carolina Panthers once upon a time. He's going to have Jim Caldwell down there. He's got Thomas Brown, their offensive coordinator. He's got um, your, your boy Josh McCowns, who's one of the most well-traveled career backups in the national yeah. football. He's got a ton of guys that have played the game in the NFL and understand the nuances of the position. That's going to help him from a football acumen standpoint be able to accelerate his growth. So I, I trust – that he will be a better version of himself at the end of year one mm-hmm. than at the beginning if the offensive line doesn't get him killed in the process. So I, yeah. I think, again, on the whole, Bryce Young is better positioned to have team success and better positioned to have development. But I think if you're looking for somebody that, that's going to be able to give you those splash plays, it's probably going to be Anthony Richardson. He's the guy that's going to have the eye-popping plays, the top 10 on Center type of plays as a rookie. Yeah, and I think just his ability to get outside of the pocket as well and hit some big – there was a – I believe it was the game preseason game against the Eagles where he had like – it was third and 14. He had a 25-yard um, scramble for the first down. It got called back for holding. Um, which is what happens when you have a bad football team. Um, so, you know, that could happen at times. But, you know, he is definitely built for it. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. You've been listening to Greeny. Keep it right here for more ESPN Radio. The thing that hurts me the most. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.